welcome to Siri. Remove my makeup with Jenny Jane. Welcome to episode one of Siri Remove My Makeup. I wanted to mirror the stripping back of external layers in everyone's personalities, the same way we take off our makeup and clothes. We'll discuss all things current in the digital, physical and even spiritual realm, diving deep into personal stories along with some lighthearted topics too. The things that are discussed in the podcast are within our perspectives and realities only, and I'm in no way a professional. Some topics can be seen as sensitive for some viewers and others will put you at ease so listen with care and enjoy the episode <laughs> so i've suffered with psoriasis since i was probably around nine and last year during corona times i got ill which looking back was definitely covid due to this i had my first ever flare-up since primary school which took me on a journey of self-discovery for sure and it led me to meeting a lot of people who are the same and particularly building a community online I'm joined with three lovely ladies, all of which have their own personal stories and experiences that are different to one another, yet all come under the same bracket of skin. If each of you wanted to introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about you. Um, (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm Izzy. I'm a photographer and writer and I've had eczema since I was a baby, but the same kind of story to you, Millie. Um, It was mainly on my body and then Mm. I think when I turned 18, I started getting on my face and it got a lot worse and... The same kind of process of of trying to understand it and and deal with it, and I think definitely meeting meeting people helped helped me with that. Yeah, definitely. Hi, <laughs> hi everyone. I am Mercy, the founder and CEO of Secure Agency, and I've had my skin condition for about thirteen years now. It's called mycosis fungoides, and every time I say that, everyone's like, everyone's like, what is, what is that? <laughs> um, and yeah, it's basically a condition whereby your white blood cells become cancerous. Um, but it's very slow progressive. And as a result, it leaves lesions or patches on your skin. Um, yeah, so that is my condition. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Beth. I'm a marketing assistant. Um, I've got a port wine stain birthmark from my fingertips to the top of my shoulder. Um, had it since birth. I did try laser treatment and things like that when I was younger to help lighten it. And it has lightened the arm portion but it doesn't do too much after a while it stops working so I just thought to stop and express it and live with it really exactly so I've got a few questions but it's more like pointers and then we can just have a little chat go through it and see Mm -hmm. where we go so I wanted to go through what our coping mechanisms are because I know although we're all very different I feel like we'll have quite similar ways of coping with it because I feel like as as I was younger I know when I was in primary school a lot of people say that they were very insecure about it when they first found it or like and even when they were completely like a child but I was perfectly fine with it I remember seeing it my first patch and I was just like mum what is this mate like I'm very confused it's itching like crazy it's almost bleeding like what what is going on and I did a lot of sports so I was like the netball like captain I was always just involved in running and stuff like that so I was always in shorts so it was very obvious to everyone that something was up so um I remember we went to the doctors and we got it sorted and they knew it was psoriasis straight away um but I remember they didn't put me on anything except like eczema treatment and I was so confused because I was just like this this is not working whatsoever so we kept going back and um eventually I got got put on steroid cream which looking back was probably the worst thing I could have done but um yeah I was never insecure about it until people would comment on it and say stuff and that would make me insecure so were you insecure when you first had like found it and got it or was it people's reactions to it? I think mine's like the opposite of yours actually. So yeah. you said that you were confident in the beginning yeah. and then it's when people said things. But I I got mine like in year seven, literally yeah. first first, you know, first year of secondary school and I didn't like I didn't want to show anybody my skin. Yeah. So I literally hid my skin for ten years. Like I've never like never been on a girls' holiday or you know all because of that or because of my skin. Yeah, I literally hid my skin for ten years. Summer, wow. I would wear leggings and a long sleeve top. Like, yeah, it was crazy. And then I think it was when 
I was in my second year of university. And I was like, okay, I need to come on. This yeah. is this is a long time. I need to start <laughs> getting, you know, more confident. Yeah. Um, and I had like a, a great support system as well. So yeah, I think that helped um a lot. Encouragement. Yeah. So that's when like secure was like born. Like yes. in my second year of uni. But yeah, at the beginning, I literally hid my skin. So how yeah. long has Secure been going on now? I think I like thought, came up with the, you know, the yeah. concept in like 2018. And then I started like doing things in 2019, 2020. Oh my so, God. Yeah. <laughs> so what, like as Secure is a, what is it? It's almost like a brand in itself. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a, um, a modelling and PR agency. So I just want to like collaborate with different brands yeah. and different people that want to get into like the industry, whether that be modelling or yeah. media or fashion and just like let them have that space to, platform, yeah. that platform to do whatever they want to do exactly. because I feel like I didn't have that and yeah. if I did, maybe I would feel like more confident Yeah, today. So I feel like <laughs> everyone I've met especially like even you I feel like everyone at the shoot that we were at with Bodewell I feel like all of us knew of Secure and what Secure have done because Mm. I remember there was a shoot I think it was in was it November time September yeah Yeah. and I remember um I was asked to do it and I couldn't get there and I couldn't go um but I remember everyone saying it to me and even now like people do message me and go have you heard of secure what's it like and it's i feel like it's growing really well and a lot of people are aware of it in the community of everyone but yeah amazing how do you know of secure um i think i found out about secure through danny through the bodewell shoot but i think it was really refreshing because you see a lot of modeling agencies that are claiming to be individual Mm -hmm. but you they're still kind of the same cookie cutter people but there might be something different like one of the girls has a mullet Mm. and isn't like as traditionally beautiful (laughs) yeah and it gets kind of tiring because it's like if you're trying to widen your net of people that are going to be in campaigns maybe that's not the way to go about it so I think I was really happy to see secure and be like finally there's some representation yeah. that's actually and it's genuine. everyone yeah, yeah. it's everyone yeah. and it's not just people that like have a small amount of it in like an aesthetic place like mm-hmm. it was people that actually have Can the skin it, yeah, conditions yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly <laughs> just real people yeah. but i wanted to talk about the fashion industry in relation to that because um i put up a poll on instagram just think saying that do you think your skin and body has a big influence on your fashion style in general and obviously what you were saying is you covered up for so long and um a lot of people did say that they were so insecure about wearing the color black for example when they had psoriasis or eczema because um the flakes and the like I remember feeling so insecure in my school uniform in high school just thinking oh my god who's behind me in assembly who's watching me and it's and a lot of people said that so over like 70 percent of people that follow me on Instagram said that they have that same insecurity. Um, but I wanted to say in terms like fast fashion brands versus designer or high end, do you think there's a massive difference between who they promote um, and show to you when you're shopping? <coughs> I'd say like brands like Zara and all the proper designers, Gucci, Prada, it's the same model pretty much you see. Yeah skinny white girl pretty much and that's all i see you look through zara nine times out of ten that's what you see and you don't feel represented because yeah not everyone is a six foot size six yeah (laughs) model and it's not very representative i know like brands like h&m and more like high street brands maybe primark as well we're starting to be more representative showing different sizes different races I think I saw, can't remember which brand, but had a Down syndrome model as well. Yeah. And I think that's refreshing to see because that's real life. That's real people. Yeah. Like you, the people that you normally see in magazines, that's not real. Exactly. But in terms of like fast fashion, I thought the exact same. So like brands um, like Misguided and Pretty Little Thing are doing so well with um, promoting models with all body types but also not one extreme to the other it's also just very size 10 to 12 that are just normal like normal, yeah. mm. uh, normal in a sense just like normal to themselves um but yeah they're doing so well in that sense and a lot of people were saying about the fast fashion side of it and the ethical side of it um and it's very hard to comment on that when um it's so accessible and maybe you don't have the money to go out and shop designer brands or the higher end brands um because also they don't use models that are have skin i've never seen i don't think 
skin I've, conditions no, frequently never. shine. No, I yeah, not like on um, Elsa Ego. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. Oh, as yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, I've never seen it like on a fast fashion brand, but I think a couple of years ago, um, Misguided had actually done a campaign yeah. with people with skin conditions and like mm-hmm. just different things like Vitiligo, yeah. and there was like some girls with like freckles and stuff. So yeah. I thought that was quite good to see. Um, yeah. Then after that, I didn't see it much. So yeah, I think Beth from the shoot, she did the yeah. misguided campaign because she sent in a few answers, which I'll show her later on. But yeah, she modelled for that, mm-hmm. and I know that she really enjoyed it, and she did. It was massive for her and for misguided in general. But yeah, I just would love to see more of it in fashion, and it just be completely normal. Yeah. Whereas now it's a bit harder when you're sifting through all the clothes, just thinking. Yeah. Where is everyone? (laughs) There's no one. Um, But yeah, so next, I was thinking we could talk about the pandemic's impact on our skin Mm -hmm. and on our confidence because we haven't been out in a while and we haven't shown everyone our skin because I know that I, with my flare up, it was massive, like going out and seeing everyone. I was just so surprised, just like, what's everyone gonna think no one's seen my skin this bad everyone I know I haven't seen them in a while um and I didn't know how everyone was gonna take it but what was the pandemic's impact on you guys I think for me I was on protopic which is like an immunosuppressant and even though there's probably no link between like immunosuppressing patches of your skin and covid I stopped using it and I stopped using a lot of my steroids as well um just because I think I got to a point where I was like I'm really not comfortable with putting this on my skin yeah um so I think I did have a flare-up but I think not being subject to everyone else's gaze really changed how I like felt about my own body yeah because it was more about like how I feel towards it what I think kind of built I think it was quite nice to have that year in incubation to build your confidence without anything that's going to erode it wearing clothes that are just purely for comfort was amazing yeah and then I think coming out of the hopefully coming out of the <laughs> pandemic there's this feeling of like what what's me and what's like what was I doing for other people and trying yeah. to like build what's that together up. yeah exactly. especially when it comes to makeup I think for me like what was I covering up because I wanted to or what was I covering up because I felt ashamed and what with, everyone else and like what's that line between wanting to cover something up and feeling ashamed like is it as clear-cut as that or is or are you always covering something because you feel shame exactly is everything made from society and what they would view us or view insecurities as is that made up and festered in ourselves Mm. or is it because of outside Mm. things that are persuading us um don't you think that having a skin condition almost boosts your confidence and your um character in general throughout the whole time you have it because i feel like i've gained way more confidence having psoriasis than i had without it what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I think, I don't know, like, everyone has, like, insecurities. Yeah. But I think because our one is, like, so visible mm. that, you know, you just either Got have to get on with it, it yeah. or yeah. you just, you know, you hide it like I it did. Is, yeah. So I think last year was actually, like, you know, I was like, okay, I've been indoors for way too long. And I think it was August where it was, like, the, the eat out scheme where everyone, yeah. it, it was hot last year, summer as well. Yeah. So, so I was like, <laughs> it was so hot. So I was like, okay, do you know what? Like, I'm going to have to just go for it go for it and be confident like even if I decide to secure there's just you're not going to have good days all the time yeah so I remember I went out like in shorts literally every single day in August yeah tank top or a crop top whatever you want to call it <laughs> and I went for it and literally I would be like with my sister or my friend and they'd be like these people are staring at you and I was like literally I can't do anything about it like yeah. I can't do anything if they're staring at me just yeah. you have to like you know hold your head up high yeah and be as confident as you can be so. and I do feel like when you go out with people and they don't have anything um, visible, they, they're they usually the ones that are telling you, mm-hmm. people are staring, people have a problem with that. And like people are making comments and you almost have to block it out. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like if I go out with people, I, I just tell them like, okay, I'm definitely going to get stares. People are definitely going to say stuff. Let's just ignore it and let's mm-hmm. just not even talk about it. Because I do feel like that happens. They're more aware of it than you probably then, yeah. are. And I think that's always the case. Um, what about your pandemic impact um, I think I in know. life in general I would, I would say because I've had mine my whole entire life like from birth um I don't know I don't feel as though there's been much of an impact when people when like ever I'm feeling insecure it's never about that like it's like yeah. oh my nose is big oh I look yes, ugly normal. today yeah. or like 
I look weird or like it's things like that like it's never the first thing I think of but I think it is so used to it obviously if I had a choice I'd rather it not be there yeah but I don't know I, don't, I wouldn't say much of pandemics had an impact because I've always as much as it bothers me it doesn't bother me being there but mm. what the thing that bothers me most about it is people asking, like when someone goes, Get bored "Oh, of what's it. wrong with your arm?" It's like you want to like <laughs> sh- shrink into like shrink yeah. up and like go in a hole. Like that's that's my main thing. It's not about thinking it because I'd still go out on a night out with a tiny little top on yeah. and like nothing covering mm-hmm. it or anything like that. But it's for me, it's the fear of people asking. Like whenever I meet my boyfriend's friends yeah. I'll be like please can you just tell them not to ask me what's wrong with my arm or can you like brief them because I yeah. really don't want to have that conversation yes yeah, opening that new yeah, group like, of people yeah that. it's like it's answering that question or where they're like is it a burn I'm like it doesn't look like a burn yeah. like why would you ask that yeah <laughs> like um but yeah it's that fear of people just asking what it yeah. is that's what bothers me the most and I do think it's mostly younger people or yeah. even children yeah I find it children yeah like, and like when my little brother, one of them yeah. was four, um, when he started to talk and he started to ask me about it, I was like worried that he was going to ask or like be weird about it. But he just went to me, "Your hand is pink," and I was like, oh. and he went cool. He just yeah, went, sometimes he just, he just yeah. went cool and then walked away. I was like, okay, that yeah. conversation's done. Sometimes it's a boost of confidence. Other times yeah. it's just like, oh, like, oh yeah, really? God. Like even I had a situation. I went to A and E last week, and a full-on doctor went, "What's that?" And I was oh, like, wow. it's. I was like it's a birthmark and then she was like okay then I like took my jumper off because she needed to like check my heart rate she went god that's a bit extensive isn't it and I was like you're a full on doctor so the reason you're going to hospital nothing to do with well obviously not no yeah I just felt like a bit under the weather so I went to (laughs) A&E and she just I was like it's two in the morning I've got chest pains and you're really trying to test me about this (laughs) about a birthmark (laughs) yeah so what did you say? Like, it's just a birthmark? Yeah, she, but it like, was yeah. the fact that she went, that's a bit extensive, isn't wow. it? I swear to God, if my mum was in there with me, she wouldn't have it had any gone of west. that. <laughs> it wouldn't have gone as nice as I made, did it? So in terms of the pandemic, mental health-wise, how have you all been with it? Because I feel like I've literally been up, down, yeah. literally everywhere. Yeah. How have you been? <laughs> I think, yeah, it's just, last year was like a, a rollercoaster. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. it was intense um obviously you're dealing like with insecurities and you're dealing with the pandemic and i'm not sure about you guys but like my condition it makes your immune system like really weak so literally i'm a hypochondriac so literally anything else like i have covid (laughs) (laughs) i was literally so scared so yeah just dealing with that and then obviously just dealing with like you know like i said like life in general and then yeah it was it was crazy it was (laughs) which pandemic do you think what like affected you the most because i think pandemic lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> how, how many was there i think three. three three i think it was this one this that one was, that was the worst <laughs> for me the first <laughs> the first one was kind of fun it was like really warm you were just outside like Chilling, sunbathing yeah. like relaxing but this one it was awful yeah i think mine was the second because really? i was at uni and we were just like we'd had like two weeks of term and then they just said you're in a six-week lockdown. That was bad for unis. Mm. And we yeah. just didn't get to meet anyone. Yeah. And it was so isolating just staying in our rooms. The libraries were shut. So I think that that feeling of trappedness was probably yeah. the worst. Wait, are you in your first year? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm in my first year of my master's. So it's just, okay. it's just so one yeah, year. meeting new people would have been easy. Yeah. yeah, it was horrendous. So were you, so you were there? Yeah. Were you with, like, was there anyone with you or was it just you so it was i sharing? live in like a residence um, oh, okay. which was quite nice but we couldn't really we could only meet up in pairs to like follow the rules oh um, so it was just really weird because i feel like when you first meet people you tend to hang out in groups but we had to start doing like a do you want to go out for a walk with me like just very one on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah i bet making new friends was not even new friends just socializing yeah. was i don't know how you'd that it's kind of weird though it like it definitely changed like i think it made it easier to make new friends because everyone was like so desperate and up for going yeah everyone's in the same position (laughs) like no one's gonna turn you down everyone was like yeah person yeah great yeah i bet (laughs) see i think this lockdown this past lockdown oh my god yeah Yeah, the worst but i feel like january and stuff like that is always bad anyway because mm. yeah. everyone's just getting over christmas they've eaten way too much <laughs> drunk way too much and they're just on like a little like 
calm down basically yeah <laughs> like they don't know i just i remember i feel like this even this past few months i'm only just starting to get out of it now but before i was just, just in such a rut with everything like work school work college everything nothing was going right but i feel like in the summer i had everything planned yeah. out my days were organized yeah i had no work i had nothing no, no responsibilities so it was way easier but yeah i do think this time around much harder but hopefully we're gonna get out of it I see, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> so i wanted to talk a little bit about um like healing and natural sources so whether that's i know i'm into like meditation and things like that but do you have any um skincare tips or products that you use and you think are unreal especially post um if you've used steroid creams in the past anything like that any tips any creams that you use um i'm kind of <laughs> obsessed there's this like la roche posay cream that is called cicaplast and it's made yes. for people who have yeah. like i think it's if you have a chemical pill but my friend put me onto it and it's i'm addicted like i just i can't like not have it so what what is it like what it's it's just it's just a really really thick moisturizer and i yeah. thought that it would be too much for my skin because my skin used to get quite spotty yeah and then i realized it was spotty because it was under moisturized yeah. so it was overproducing oil um so i've been using that and then the bodewell light serum which i love because it just feels kind of like i feel like when you have a skin condition you don't get to have that like fun experience with products oh yeah you're usually drenched and like laying in your bed with clothes on like not being able to move because it's just all sticky and and like super oh. medical like it's yeah. not pretty so it's yeah. nice to have something that's kind of like sitting in your bathroom pretty. yeah looking yeah. cute <laughs> but yeah i love even um what was the the round one what was it called like the bigger one um oh like the super cream <laughs> yeah that was it i feel like that is a really good one but i also like the light serum for my face mm. like before makeup i always put that on it is very good but i also use a vino it's so basic and i feel like everyone knows of it but it's like the um extra is it like it's like the most healing for dry skin um but it's the best thing and i lather it on and i tell everyone and a few people have used it and they said it's unreal have you used avena is it like the daily moisture yeah yeah i have used that do you like it that is really good yeah it's very moisturizing but um for my skin like nothing actually like heals my skin condition like it's not yeah i can put cream on it and it you know it heals um but, but yeah. not fully. <laughs> so, so I just use anything that's moisturising, really. Yeah. But I feel like that's the difficulty is you have to find... I feel like I'm always on the hunt for new things because nothing quite does... Well, nothing can quite do, do the job. It won't get rid of it. But um, I personally, like, hate oils on my skin. Yeah, I hate thick moisturisers. Just, like... I remember the ones I used to get prescribed. Like, it was, like, Cetraban or something. They I used to have to put it all over my skin wrap myself up in what is it called um in the kitchen cling film yeah i used to oh in God. the summer i used to put oil all over my body like thick cream Ooh. and i used to just that doesn't sound nice. i used to walk down the stairs like <laughs> covered in whatever that yeah cling film and my dad just used to look at me like you're a bit extreme aren't you and i was like dad anything <laughs> with a smooth skin what did the cling film do it just like, it, like kept it in, in. Okay, cool. so it didn't go all over my bed sheets but right. to be fair in the middle of the night i ended up just putting it off anyway but yeah that was my routine <laughs> in the summer um right what's next let's have a look what um watch do any of you meditate or do any sort of healing that way no I, I, crystals i quite like crystals i haven't done anything like crystals i've tried to do meditation yeah but i don't go? know if i have the patience to do it <laughs> yeah um and i've been vegan for about eight months so that's oh, yeah. going good yeah um, how's that being good that's, then? that's going really well yeah but um meditation <laughs> somebody's gonna have to teach me how to do that <laughs> it is hard to get into well, so tell me more about ve- right i've always wanted to go vegan okay but i've always been s- too like scared because i love all of my food okay let me tell you yeah literally there is so, there are so many alternatives. vegan alternatives now really? like literally i tried um a chicken burger the other day and yeah well it wasn't chicken burger but <laughs> it was basically like chicken basically chicken <laughs> and yeah it just tasted like so good but i'm trying to like 
get away from the vegan junk food now and be more like plant-based and yeah but if you want to go vegan literally there's alternatives for you yeah because yeah. i always see people saying like just because i'm vegan doesn't mean i'm healthy, healthy. yeah <laughs> because there's, there's so yeah. many like there's burgers literally. everything you can get anything yeah but i've always wanted to do it and i've just been i think i've just put it off I'm way too lazy but <laughs> maybe i should start has it helped that does that help with your skin or not so i i don't actually know um but I've had treatment in, done in the past for yeah. my skin, and I've recently had treatment done. Yeah. So I started like, veganism or in September yeah. and started my treatment in December. What was the treatment? It's phototherapy. UVB oh, that's light what treatment. I did. Yeah. yeah. And um, usually, like my skin condition comes back like between like four to six months after the yeah, treatment. Same. So. I'm going to see if the, <laughs> if being yeah. vegan helps, and I'll get back to you in six months. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. I did you enjoy that? Right. What was your experience with phototherapy? Oh my gosh, literally, I just I just finished the other day. And oh, I was, did you? Yeah, I was meant to have, I think, like 30 sessions. Yeah. But they kept being like, okay, could you come back for like more? Could you? Cause I ended up having 40 and wow. I started in December and just finished. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's been a long time. Do they leave a year in between with you too? N- uh, no. So oh. I had it done in 2013 mm. and then 2015. And this has been five oh. years. So oh, it's so like it's like bulk. Yeah, of. yeah. So they just yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Because I think mine was like a few. Was it a few weeks? Yeah, a few weeks or like maybe like six to eight weeks. I can't remember. But yeah, I remember doing it, and they were like, "You can't come back. Even if it oh. comes back, you can't come back until a year later." So yeah. I'm sat here now, and it's all just come back. I'm thinking this is great because I was enjoying it so much because it does like mine was completely flat. Like mm-hmm. you know when it goes white, I that is my favorite part of ever having psoriasis because it's so smooth and it's white and then um yeah slowly starting coming back but i cannot wait to go back because yeah. you also get quite a good time it's <laughs> 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 not the best thing to say but you do get quite a good time um so uh in terms of fashion what sort of fashion do you guys enjoy what's your fashion sense hmm. i like anything like Okay, so I think this, like, stemmed from me having my skin condition. <laughs> yeah. That I wear just, like, baggy clothing. Yeah. Um. So I think just recently I've started to wear, like, little, like, crop tops. And, like, here little, like, here and there. <laughs> some jeans. But I think, like, half of my outfit will be baggy. And then half of it will be, like, fitted. One extreme so, and the other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, apparently, um, low-waisted trousers are coming back in oh. and i am that terrified ter- that terrifies me no. i'm so scared and it's really full force like i feel like on tiktok everywhere all i'm seeing is low-waisted i've got like one of them slazenger skorts i think it's like a size seven yeah. like age seven as well <laughs> and like it is quite low-waisted but i think you can pull it up as long as like the little bit just the your little belly at the bottom yeah. yeah as long as that little bit is slightly covered up i think i could do that but yeah. not fully yeah definitely love high waisted yeah yeah i'm I dreading that yeah. i just really hope this summer i don't turn up to festivals and everyone's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i could do that oh god what's your style um i feel like for a long time i didn't wear jeans because yeah. like I think that was when I was a teenager and it was like skinny jeans were in and obviously that is probably the worst thing you could do for your skin is put like denim against yeah, it tight <laughs> yeah um so but now I started wearing jeans again um but I think it depends how confident I'm feeling and how much I want like kind of if I can be bothered with yeah. like people looking like we were talking about earlier like some days I think you just wake up and you're like I just can't I can't do that today so then yeah. I'll wear like a bag something baggier but I think that's probably why I don't really like summer clothes because it's harder Same. to dress. I love dressing in the winter. Yeah. It is the best thing. But even going to fashion college, I I was so scared to start because I was thinking, I'm into my fashion and I love dressing, but will there be this enormous pressure to have a banging outfit every day? Yeah. So I was terrified. And I remember turning up and there's so many different groups of people wearing completely different things. Um, so now I feel like I'm so relaxed. So one day I'll wake up and I'll have my outfit sorted the night before and I'll wake up and it's like half five and I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. It's freezing outside, it's raining and I'd much rather wear a baggy tracksuit or just trainers, no heels, no boots, chilling. And then I go in and everyone else is probably the same. And then the Wednesday, everyone gets dressed up (laughs) because they're going out afterwards. But I do feel like depending on my mood each day, my outfit, I can dress completely different yeah. like heels boots trainers 
yeah, yeah. Me too. whatever I think another thing as well, I dress slightly differently depending on who I'm around as well. Yeah. Like, sort of, like, I've got a group of friends that are more, like, quite dressy. I'd say, like, more normal fashion sense. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when I'm with them, I sort of steer to more that. But then when I'm with, like, yeah. my, t- like, two best friends, I'll probably dress how I normally dress. My yeah. poor boyfriend, he probably just sees me looking like a homeless boy <laughs> every <laughs> single time I see him, just joggers and hoodie. But I think it really depends. I think I've probably got loads of different fashion sense. It yeah. just really depends on my mood, what I'm doing and who I'm seeing. Do you think your personality also changes around the people, the different people you're with? Because I feel like if I'm in, with a different pe- pa- group of people, I will dress and like not act a different way, but just my personality will slightly change. I wouldn't say I act a different way. I think I probably reserve myself slightly around yeah. different people. More like, outgoing. I, let, I, I would let more show yeah with more people are more comfortable around mm. and then if i'm not too comfortable around them i'd probably yeah. t- like tidy up my personality a bit and be a bit more <laughs> clean <laughs> formal yeah i feel like it depends though because it's kind of like you're a sphere and you're just showing a different side like i don't think yeah. it's necessarily yeah. like you changing i think it's just kind of what parts people are seeing and like what exactly. they connect yeah, to and what definitely. the friendship is built yeah. from yeah do you feel like in do you have like one group of friends or do you have multiple? Because I feel like around you have different friends for almost different things. Mm-hmm. If you're going out, yeah, you have a group of friends. You if you actually need full on advice, you go to one. And then another one is they give you, they basically tell you what you want to hear. Do you have different <laughs> friends like that? Because I, f- yeah. I feel like yeah, if I'm going I think through. Everyone does. Yeah, like boy problems, you know, if you don't want to break up with the boy, you know you're going to go to the friend that um, is going to tell you that he's lovely and just like get on with it just yeah. take him back and then the other one will like scream at murder you, you yeah. yeah and make sure you block him so i feel like do you guys have that with your friends i think with my group of friends like they're pretty much like cutthroat yeah anyway, i don't mm-hmm. have the person i can go to that's like yeah. gonna like sugarcoat it yeah. sugarcoat it that's yeah. the word i don't have that <laughs> like, oh, I it's don't, probably better off yeah. Yeah. Don't no have that. <laughs> so yeah my friends are, are pretty brutal but yeah yeah I love like yours. Yeah. I yeah. feel like my friends are the same. Like yeah. they'd all just be like, cut him off. Yeah, him. <laughs> like, Fully, like brutal. Yeah. yeah, and I know I'm that friend too. So I know. Yeah, just, like, my me friends. too. I literally, I had a friend who broke up with her boyfriend because he was crazy, and then a week later they got back together. When yeah. I tell you. I was screaming down the phone at her. I was like, I can't believe you've got back with him. After that all is them the worst screenshots thing, you've sent me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst thing, being friends with someone and they're going through all of that and you just know you cannot say a single word. Mm-hmm. And if you do, they're not going to listen to you anyway. So you've just got to get worst, on with it yeah. and let them get on with it. So what sort of brands do you shop at? Do you shop online or do yeah. you go shopping a lot? I shop online mostly, mostly online, now. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, ASOS, like yeah, I every love day. ASOS. <laughs> ASOS is the best. Honestly, my mum, like, another parcel. It was this morning, another parcel. What have yeah. you ordered now? I keep seeing memes about that too. Yeah, about their mums. My, mine's like ASOS. I look at a lot. Yeah, maybe like Bershka, mm-hmm. Pull and Bear, Zara, them mm-hmm. sort of brands. Sometimes yeah. Topshop, rare occasion though. Mm. Yeah, they've shut down, shut down now. now. They're on ASOS though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I've never really shopped on Topshop. I feel like I've. You know, like them shops where you have loads of different shops in one shop? Mm. You know, outfit? Yeah. I feel like um, I used to just pick up something from Topshop, but I never went in there. Yeah. I worked there for four years. So oh, wow. Really? Most of my wardrobe, like before <laughs> uni, was Topshop. Top <laughs> Same with my friend from college. She worked there and I remember she was gutted about them shutting down. I Did feel you? like it was like the place to go though. Like when you were like, yeah. like I remember Younger. the first yeah. thing I bought there, I was like, oh my God, like I'm not wearing <laughs> children's clothes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joni jeans. Yeah. yeah. Which they were so popular. And like them little, do you remember like them V-neck crop tops that were ribbed? That yeah. had like mm-hmm. a panel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. goes like that. Yeah. And, and it was always like, how much, it was like 20 pound for like three. Yeah. It was like, there was always a deal on and I'll just go in there, get my like, skinny get jeans and get the like these tops. these mum jeans are top shop but they're so old there's literally i sat yeah. down the other day and like ripped the side of them <laughs> like there's like rips that aren't meant to be in them and i always used to think top shop had really good jeans compared to everyone else mm. as in like i would yeah. go there because i know the size would be good until i figured out other stores zara i think i love their sizing but a lot of people hate their sizing 
like I know my sister absolutely hates it but I feel like it's body shape more than mm. sides like in terms of my waist compared to like my hips completely different so I feel like it's so much harder to find jeans yeah yeah I feel like Zara's like much curvier there's like always quite a big difference yeah. between waist and hips yeah 100% but I feel like with fashion a lot of people recently like a lot of my friends are really getting into like sustainable fashion and yeah and ebaying like one of my friends is a complete fiend yes. for ebay and we have Same. to like pull her away and yeah. like don't buy that like the other yeah. day she was showing me a brooch that was like a tiny foot of like it was like a taxidermy brooch for eight pounds and she was like oh should God. i buy this and i was like please please shut no. the laptop it's when they ask for your advice you're just sitting there like how are you asking me right now yeah. even like i know that you can find really good like designer items um mm. even like thrifting like and stuff Vinted like that and, and like depop, depop market depop yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, Depop well, used to be good. Yeah, I feel like now, now it's so overpriced. But I feel Depop like. has now turned into loads of girls making accounts, bulk buying things on AliExpress that cost them two pound and selling them for fifteen pound. Yeah, and like them Business. just them just putting hashtag Y two K and then it justifies it being like thirty pounds when it yeah. costs two pounds elsewhere. Yeah, like it is bad. It used to be really good for finding like vintage stuff and yeah. just normal second hand clothes if you wanted yeah. it. But now it's turned into like people just buying cheap there is a new craze though for people thrifting and buying yeah and i feel like it's just the way fashion has gone now a little bit more Mm. whereas before it was just all stores and shop bought items but now i cannot wait to go thrifting in london it's just such a good day out i feel like with your friends you can joke around it reminds me of like um God, I'm not going to remember the movie now. Like, Wild... Is it Wild Child? Oh, yeah, the yeah, Wild Child. Wild Child. <laughs> that is my favourite part <laughs> and my favourite movie because they're just living their best life. Yeah. Was it in boarding school? Yeah. 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 Best movie. <laughs> but but it's, yeah. it's also, like, super important because I, I did, like, a big essay the other day that was killing me about, like, sustainable fashion and carbon yeah. output. And it's responsible for, like, 4% of global emissions, which is, like, more than if you combine... That's quite a lot when you think yeah. about it. It's like more than if you put Germany, France and the UK together, that would be fashion. Wow. Oh, wow. And then I was looking at reporting and like H&M is responsible for like 17 million tonnes of CO2 just from their like production side. Wow. So like clothes, like material processing, the sewing, that's not even like transport and stuff. You must be mind blown like learning this. It was really depressing. I think I was sat there and I was like, oh, I like... Obviously, sustainable fashion is really important for the environment, but like seeing the figures was so bleak. Horrifying. I was like, this is horrendous. And then I think after seeing that, I've been really, really careful, like since with buying stuff. But I also feel like people don't know because the greenwashing is so strong. Yeah. I just feel like you don't, no one's informed about it. And if they are, then it's very vague Mm -hmm. and it's not really in your face. And I feel like some people do need it thrown in their face because no one understands it fully yeah i know i don't like i i'm marketing assistant and we market like finance companies and banks and a lot of thing that's coming to light is green spending and a lot of banks and like ones with apps like more open banking companies are starting to have a carbon emissions page where you can see what your purchases put out like say if you bought oh, something really? from h&m it will show you the carbon emissions from your purchase wow, that would be interesting wouldn't it yeah i know it's good that they're starting to yeah. shed light on it but i think it will cause some controversy yeah. i would like to see if people would look at that and actually yeah. change their mind on i feel like it'd have to be translated it. like i feel like yeah. sometimes when you just look at carbon it's not really enough to to understand what it's doing like i feel like people like just shout numbers and you're like but what does that actually mean yeah like dumb it down for me (laughs) (laughs) simple but yeah i i it's such a hard one because i feel like it's such um it's generational as well i feel like older people i know my mum and that don't really talk about it no they don't care enough no and well they don't really need to care do they (laughs) (laughs) they're not gonna have to deal with it no they won't but it definitely is the young generation that are moving things forward i just hope it's definitely not too late because i keep hearing oh just horror stories i don't want the world to end when will the world end i think i've been hearing everyone as long as i'm dead and then it can be quite traumatic to be alive and have to experience that it would so what did you 
you went to uni yes i did what did you study every time i like say what i done, everyone's like wait what? confused yeah i done law with criminology oh yeah i really actually really enjoyed it but um i was like oh, i'm more of a creative i can't yeah. see myself like going to law school and doing you know just yeah. yeah so um now i'm a digital marketing assistant and yeah yes, so really different, but and with, yeah working on secure so <laughs> so sick so what are your um aspirations then what do you want to where do you want to go for secure where do you want to go after you mm-hmm. have, have you haven't finished uni no. i haven't so i have i finished my undergrad but i haven't finished okay. my master's so my undergrad was in geography and politics okay and then my uh, master's is in environmental governance which Ooh. is a bit of a clash I think with the yeah. photography and the fashion stuff um but I think that's why I want to get into sustainable fashion a lot more because yeah. I think it's something that's never communicated in like a fun and a cool way it's not yeah in the way that like fashion is like I don't know I just think there's a lack of expertise that's from both the like technical side but also understanding how the industry works and how people are in general like how yeah. people talk how people um because i i do feel like it is way too um numbery it's also just really boring <laughs> it yeah. is like, yeah i'm gonna hold my hands up and say that like i like loads it. of words and numbers thrown at you just yeah and so many of the reports like they've done studies that you can't even really understand them unless yeah. you have a phd in the field which obviously like the public doesn't and no. then it's just communicated in such a boring and dull way that i even look at like the newspaper and i'm like oh, i can't do that. Can't not that today. today. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Um, would you? Why have I completely forgotten what I was going to say? Um, do you think it's worth going to uni? Ooh. Would you? Would you go to uni if you could start again and study something in fashion or in marketing? Personally, no. Really? Um, I think okay. Yes, I know. I think it teaches you like a lot of transferable skills, and you know, you get to meet like new people like yeah. from all over the country. Not. Con- yeah from all over the country yeah. <laughs> um and yeah i think i'm I, i'm glad that i went mm. maybe if i could have done a different course yeah but okay if you could have um, chose a different course what would it be marketing of some sort or yeah maybe like digital marketing social yeah. media or maybe even fashion yeah yeah one of something creative something something creative. Something different. <laughs> what about you i think i'd stay the same i think for me i went to uni in london and i think for me a massive part of like going to uni was just to move to London. I had this like, big, yeah. like I want to leave, like big city thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think getting there and freaking out and being like, I don't really, I don't love this. And then yeah. realizing that I could do what I loved by interning and working part time. I think I probably did more than I would have done if I had just done a photography degree because I like really felt like there was something to make up for. Like I'd made a mistake by not doing it. So yeah. I had to like, I was like freaking out. And I yeah. think it actually took me further than it might have done if I had done photography. But then equally like I do wish I'd had that time to just really like focus on it yeah Yeah. I know we were talking earlier weren't we about apprenticeships and things like that yeah I I I never really wanted to go to uni I I really understand that there's a social aspect meeting new people life skills or things like that and that would have been the reason why I would have gone would would have been to go out meet people have friends (laughs) I would have been there I would have been there for the wrong reasons if I went yeah it is hard to find an apprenticeship because that's what I'm doing now. It is hard. It last year I literally spent the year in my room in bed every day, just yeah. like applying for jobs. Mm. Hear back, probably applied for hundreds. Heard back from like four. Yeah, and I was so lucky to get this one. I got it in February, and with marketing, um, I when I had my little part time job whilst I was in sixth form person that worked there was doing a marketing degree and they had just finished and they said I can't find a job everyone is turning me down because I've got no experience and that I feel like with with this sort of route like say the marketing side of thing it is experience based you you're not going to learn how to market and like do things on social events blog writing and stuff by sitting and learning from a textbook it is really Mm. learn on the job practical yeah. yeah So I think if you are going to go down that route, it's probably best to get yeah. an apprenticeship because you need that experience. Mm. Well, I'm in that predicament at the moment. I'm f- coming up to finishing my first year of college and I'm doing fashion, like retail business. So that's all um, great. And it's it's an umbrella of things. So it's loads of different things, buying, merchandising, marketing. But I know I would want to go into marketing. And I feel like it's such like a... 
um everyone's doing it at the moment um but it is definitely something I would want to do but I just don't know if uni would be for me I feel like I'd love to do obviously next year and then maybe I would love to go traveling and stuff like that it just—I <laughs> thought like uni's such a big thing, and it's so much money, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't get any experience. Anyone I've ever known to go to uni, they learn so much, but they don't actually—they can't apply that for a job. Yeah, and there's so many people that go to uni, and you're like, "Oh, what are you doing now?" They finish uni a f- like a few years later, and they're like, "Oh, I'm like working in McDonald's." Yeah, <laughs> I can't get a job. Like, yeah, they, I'm so smart. Experience. I know all of this. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is quite sad. But I also feel like for you, like interning would probably be like far yeah. more yeah. useful, mm-hmm. like in the long run, just like yeah. learning how to be around people and yeah. having that head start of experience. I think yeah. Yeah. Be, if you're yeah, if there's nothing that you'd like, you'd love to do, or there's no, I think you, it really has to be a pull to do it because yeah. it's yeah, it's long and it's expensive and it's exactly. Hard. And if you're not all for it, there's no point. Going yeah. If, yeah. If, if you're unsure, yeah. I would definitely say just don't do it. Yeah, because I finished uni, obviously wanted to do something different, yeah. and had to like. St- at the beginning and like mm. do internships for like a long time yeah. in like PR and digital marketing mm. to get to where I am now yeah. so <laughs> it took like over mm. a year I know I know that is gonna I'm gonna have to I'd rather get into it earlier so if I can get like an internship for the summer I would love to do that because yeah. I know a lot of my That's friends a good idea. from college they have told me that they um are on like loads of different apps that you can socialize with people that are in the industry and network and i feel like networking is so important Mm -hmm. and that's why i wanted to be in london for college because you meet so many different people from everywhere and um you meet people in the industry rather than going to uni and you're all just stuck learning the same thing getting linkedin is a good idea connecting with people i've heard that a lot actually yeah but also doing like marketing internship or apprenticeship yeah because at the start you're doing a bit of everything you can decide what you want to specialize in because yeah. mar- digital marketing is so broad it could mm-hmm. be infographics it could be video it could yeah. be blog writing social media events like exactly. it could be so many things and you get a taste for all of it and then you yeah. can decide what you really like and what you're good at and yeah. then you can specialize later on down the line once you finish your apprenticeship or like further into it yeah well thanks for the advice guys (laughs) um so i was gonna ask i wanted to know a lot more about skill okay because i'm very interested in like just starting your own thing Mm -hmm. completely by yourself um what would be your sort of end goal have you got an end goal in mind or is it just seeing how you go i i do have like goals obviously that i want to reach (laughs) so um I actually just took on like a few like brand ambassadors to mm-hmm. like work with different companies that we like love to like yeah. collaborate with and create digital market, create content yeah. like, on social media. Um, and then obviously I want to have that side and then like the models as well. So yeah. like keep it quite separate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to grow it and like collaborate with different brands and so not just brands that work like, like Bodewell or like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard of, of Hey Itchy. They yeah. just work mm-hmm. with like um, skincare products that are like for people with, like yeah. skin conditions obviously I would love to continue doing that but I also want to reach the mainstream brands yeah. and like create more awareness in like in places that there's the not enough community yeah, yeah that there's not enough awareness so yeah I want to continue like collaborating with the different brands yeah. and like obviously growing it to yeah be bigger and bigger <laughs> I do think there's only like so far you can go in th- this like the skin sort of community that mm-hmm. we've all sort of built online so I feel like it would be great yeah. And then you, you'd be able to like reach such a wide audience, yeah, yeah, of all different things, and mm-hmm. get some great opportunities. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you also mm-hmm. about um the importance of uh photography and um just showcasing skin conditions and things like that. So what sort of work have you done, and how important do you think that has been? Um, so I think the first time I ever assisted was for Sophie Mayan on her Behind the Scars project. Yeah. Um, and that was a really great experience to see how she was interacting with the models and putting yeah. people at ease and also just like hanging out with lots of people that have similar things to you or like yeah. visible skin things. It was Relatable. really, yeah. it was really refreshing. Um, 
And then after that, I worked on a project called Epidermis with Sophie Harris-Taylor. She was like a favourite photographer of mine and she put a call out for people with skin conditions and she didn't explicitly say eczema, but I was like, oh, hi, this is me. And <laughs> I modelled for her, which was really, really cool. Like it was, I think no one outside of my family or like my close friends had ever seen me without makeup on before. Yeah. Um, and I think it was in a period, I think my second year of uni when I was was not feeling good about it. So it was like very vulnerable, but she is so amazing the way yeah. she shoots that it was really freeing. And then I think I shot with Sophie, with Sophie Mayan again, um, modelling for her project. Yeah. And then after that, this summer, I did a like a visual essay with uh, Greta Films. Yeah. Um, and that was, again, like really, really cool. Crazy, I, I think yeah. like coming out of the pan, or I think that was after the first lockdown mm -hmm. so the same kind of thing like getting confident in your body and then being exposed to like a set was really interesting because yeah. it was like my first time being around lots of people for months mm -hmm. and then it was such a warm environment um and then yeah I think through those projects like Bodewell found me and I'd always wanted to do one of my own like skin projects because yeah. I think it's really important to see I think part of the difficulty I had feeling comfortable with my skin was that I never saw it anywhere. Mm. Like I never saw it on yeah. on Facebook or Instagram. You had to go looking almost yeah. to yeah. find anything. And it doesn't feel normal. And you're like, no. I think what I saw a lot was acne stuff, which is great for people with acne, but that really normalised it for them. But I was like, there's nothing for us. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to make that because I realised how important it was when you find someone that has your skin condition like I think I was a big fan of girls and then I found out that like Jemima Kirk has eczema and that's why her yeah. eyelids are always like really nice and pink and there were loads yeah. of YouTube tutorials like how to get her eyes yes. like look and I was like it's a flare-up yeah but it was amazing that like people wanted to emulate that and seeing someone that I thought was so cool and confident have this skin condition and not really care yeah really changed things for me and I was like yeah. oh I can do that like I don't have to be ashamed of it yeah yeah and I find it so crazy like I remember going to the shoe and there was just there was just so many girls and I was just thinking I can't believe that we're right we're here right now and we're talking and we've all got so much in common because mm -hmm. there's only so many conversations you can have with other people that just don't get what you're on about yeah and it's so refreshing to talk to people who do get you and um have similar experiences as well and um it's great also to have a photographer who makes you feel so comfortable because I remember I was so nervous I was terrified because I've never done really anything like that um but it is completely different especially when you're doing something like a skin thing and you're quite exposed and you've got your skin out and yeah. taking pictures <laughs> is scary mm. but um yeah it's a it makes a big difference when the person behind the camera is making you feel completely comfortable so I think that might be it guys wow. <laughs>